0: Welcome to The Laws of Wellness, brought to you by Zaparis Lawyers. Here are your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to The Laws of Wellness, brought to you by Zaparis Lawyers. This is episode 1. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always when I'm recording a podcast, I do it with the great man that is Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, Damo?
1: Oh, PC, I am so good, mate, and I'm very excited about today, you know, kicking this off with the great man, Johnny Topoldis. What a, what a great interview this is going to be, and what a great opportunity to be sharing um, contextual wellness and lifestyle-based information with a great organisation. How exciting, mate.
0: Absolutely. John Topoldis is the Managing Associate at Zaparis. John, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you very much, Marcus and Demo, for having me. Um, I'm very excited to uh, be speaking to you, uh, boys. It's going to be uh, hopefully um, an interesting session. Go, e- go easy on me, Demo, please.
1: I <laughs> know, oh, JT. I've known you now for three or four years, I suppose, um, and I and I love your family. Uh, you know, I love you. I love that we have continued to grow uh, together as a friendship. But at the same time, I've watched you. Blossom. Like I've seen your health go from strength to strength. And and the reason why we got you on to do the first episode is to give some context, to give some kind of framework to everybody at Zaparis about the leadership in your organization, why wellness is important, why wellness is important for you. Why do you drink water instead of you know something else you might drink? So, (laughs) you know, I I suppose for me, I want to understand more about you too. So, Johnny, I'm gonna just ask you why why do you think uh, health and well-being is important and and why is it important to you
2: uh, thanks Damo. Uh, well probably to answer that question Damo, I think I'll, I probably need to provide a little bit of context about the type of work we do and the um, the area of law that we practice in which is personal injury law and I, I should say from the outset um, that it is work that does provide me with Great fulfillment, but at the same time, it can be an absolute blood sport. Um, we, yeah, we we act for injured clients. Um, our clients are often damaged physically and mentally, um, often in pain, pr- probably pretty similar to some of the clients you see, Domo. But you know, our clients are in desperate situations often, concerned about their future, etc. And they're looking to us to provide solutions for them. So even on the level of just one client, we're entrusted with a pretty heavy burden and responsibility. And most lawyers at our firm, and um, I know I speak personally, we've probably got about 125 clients um, at any one time that we're that we're caring for and servicing. And um, on top of that, there are um, there's obviously yeah there can be a bit of a mentoring role. Um, and a supervisory role as well. So often that um, burden is magnified in terms of just the sheer number of clients that we look after. And then on top of that, you've got the litigation process itself, which um, by its nature can be highly combative. We deal with defendants and defendant lawyers who can be quite difficult at times, judges and the court process. Um, and we work pretty long hours. So it's not for the faint hearted. Um, and yeah, so probably for me in terms of my personal wellness demo and Marcus, um, it's yeah, just trying to find ways to reduce the the physical and probably the emotional exhaustion that accompanies the type of work that we do. But, um, yeah, on top of that, probably the other element for me is, um, just around peak performance, um, and just trying to, trying trying to be at your best um, every day physically and mentally and um, often use the analogy in my own mind about athletes and just um, trying to imagine how an athlete would perform if they weren't looking after themselves or looking after their bodies. And, yeah, I'm not saying that as lawyers we're, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford creating history at Super Bowl 56 or anything, but you do need... Unimpeded effort, and I think it's hard to do the type of hard cognitive work that we do um, if you're not in a good headspace, especially when dealing with clients. Um, as I've said, um, these people that we act for are already damaged, and yeah, they deserve to get us at our best. So that's probably the 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 answer to to, to, to the question around my, my own your views about personal wellness, Domo. Was there an element to your question around around, uh, the firm as well, Domo?
1: Well, Johnny, for me, yeah, like for me, I just, I love that answer. I love that um, that comes from the heart and it really – it shows me um, the care and concern and consideration that you have for your clients, um, but I suspect too that the reason why a firm in your space is so successful, such as the Paris lawyers, is because the care and concern for the client is also mirrored for the care and concern of your peers and your colleagues. And so I love that. And you got me to do power of food, crack your stress code, gut first. You got me to do these talks and presentations for your organization to help them all be well. And from what I can understand and from what I've seen, there was great engagement. And then you and I, you know, kind of discussed or me and, and, Eden and jazz uh, discussed the uh, potential to bring a podcast series to give, Bite-sized chunks of information, and the reason why we felt that this format would be really good is because it it plays to the wellness piece of consumption of information and data in small pieces, small bite-sized chunks at times of the day that suit you. Particularly, given if you've got you know a, a pretty heavy workload of meetings or a heavy workload of clients or whatever else is going on in your life, you can jump in the car and have a listen to a bit of a podcast that can actually inspire you or motivate you to create change and be well. So, um, you know, it, 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 this is all because of you, John, that we're doing this podcast. And I think it's really great for your organization to understand that you care so much about your clients and you care so much about your organization that you've organized that this sort of information would be delivered to them. Um, for that, have you always been so mindful of those around you that you would, you know, Consider that their well-being is as important as yours. Uh,
2: it probably has uh, transitioned to this point over time. i would have to say, um, largely that probably mirrors the um, trajectory. I suppose in terms of the, the the particular roles I've had within the law firms that I've that I've worked at. Obviously, early on in the career when you're just starting out. There probably is more of a one-dimensional focus in terms of your own work and um, your own wellbeing, and uh, yeah, just trying to find your feet and ground yourself and carve out a career. But as as the years have progressed, and um, uh, for better or worse, responsibilities have probably shifted and and enlarged. I'd have to say, um, my my mind, um, yeah, certainly well and truly has been on. Um, on the team and on uh, on our own uh, thoughts around wellness to the point where, if you probably ask some of the people that uh, I work with directly, they often sometimes start by premising things like, "I'll probably sound like a broken record here," but um, and then we <laughs> open up open up a bit of a conversation around um, around these themes. Um, it's yeah, for me, it's it's foundational, and um, and that's what I tell. Um, the people that I work with and obviously care about very deeply, Um, I I, um, don't think self-care is selfish in any way. I think it is foundational. And from the firm's perspective, yeah, we are a client-facing firm. And um, we, we, we act for other humans every single day. And that's our organizational goal and our purpose. And you know, obviously, who is it that serves our clients? It's our people. Um, who speaks to them? It's our people. Who prepares their court cases? It's our people. So as an organisation, um, even on that on the organisational level, um, you know, do you want your people to be unhealthy or tired or, you know, shitty um, and everything that accompanies that, like absenteeism and burnout and staff turnover? Or do you want your people to be energised and engaged and positive? and motivated, um, and uh, I think uh, even just from that business needs perspective, I think the answer is pretty simple and pretty clear. But on your point, Damo, I I, I think, yeah, it, it, for me, it goes beyond that. Um, it's foundational. I think any organisation should be investing in their people unconditionally because of the, the care for the people that um, work within your organisation. And um, I think if that happens, Uh, it serves the business's needs as well because why would anyone want to go and work anywhere else?
0: John, what about for your own personal, um, I suppose, strategies and and tactics for wellness? Because like you said, there's a lot of pressure, particularly in the type of law that you practice at Zaparis, and keeping yourself uh, healthy and well is absolutely paramount and as you said that's for everyone because you are in the in the business of helping people so individually for yourself you, you mentioned or damo mentioned at the top that you've known each other for three or four years but how long have you been into uh peak performance and keeping yourself at the top of your game and and as we record this what specifically do you like to uh what rituals do you have for your own wellness that you'd like to share with uh, the wider team ah
2: yeah, thank you marcus um yeah, it's a good, really good question, and uh, I was actually reflecting on that a little bit uh, before today because uh, I, I didn't know. I tried to press Damon what he's going to ask me. I, he wouldn't give me anything, so I did a little bit, a bit of personal <laughs> reflecting on some of this stuff. I asked myself that question, Marcus, about um, my own journey around around these themes, and I was. Probably really lucky in a way because um, growing up, Mum was ahead of her time on this stuff. Um, uh, bit of a fun fact, but Damo and I, we didn't know this at the time, but we grew up in the same hood. Um, One street
1: away from each other, pretty much. I was
2: in Templewood Avenue, Noble Park North. I think you were Aberdeen Drive. Were you,
1: Damo? Yeah, I was Aberdeen Drive. Yeah, exactly.
2: So, yeah, of my, my early days in um, Noble Park North, Mum and this is in the 80s. So before some of this stuff became fashionable, mum was really big on um, conscious food choices um, and making sure that what she fed us was um, nourishing us in a way that, um, you know, gave us maximum vitality. And, um, you know, she'd bring home like brown pasta and Brown rice. And, I thought that was just my mum. Uh, but, but, <laughs> this is before you get the really good quality stuff that you find these days. But yes, um, so I I was set on a really good path, I suppose. Um, so from a really young age, we we never had, you know, junk food in the house. Uh, there was no such thing as soft drinks. Uh, you know, sugary breakfast was non-existent. So. Um, I think that gave me a really good foundation early on and probably gave me a really good, um, uh, yeah, really good example, I suppose, in terms of, you know, building on that as the years have gone on. And Marcus, yeah, it's probably been a bit of a journey to be honest, but um, I have been very careful and conscious about particularly dietary choices uh, over a very, very long period of time. Uh, Some of the, more recent things I have introduced in terms of my wellness and um, the the main pillars for me are really are diet, movement, sleep and probably the more fluffy uh, concept of just general purpose. But um, the diet I think I've had um, entrenched for quite some time, but some of the other things have been more recent, um, probably over the last three, four, five years. Um, I've introduced some other, you know, wellness um Habits for myself, which I found very, um, very beneficial and very useful. But yeah, it's been a bit of a journey, uh, Marcus, but it is something that I've been really conscious of over, over a very long period of time.
1: JT, um, what are some of those other wellness things just quickly? Because I I know that you do Cairo and you do Cairo not because you're in pain or because you've got, you know, bad back or anything. You do Cairo to stay well. But what else are you doing um, to, to keep on top of things?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Um, so I, I do Cairo once a week, as you know, Damo. Yep. Um, I hope you do not think I'm cheating on you, but I've been seeing a um, Chinese medicine doctor over the last six <laughs> months. As well.
0: Oh, Damo's um, demo. I can feel the tears uh, rolling down his totally. cheeks at the moment.
1: I, I just slipped off my chair like, a, you
2: know,
1: like I've melted. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like a cartoon. We'll move past that one as quickly as we can. But- no, no, <laughs>
0: just twist the knife in. This is beautiful.
2: Uh, no, Damo, I'm sorry, but um, yeah, I've been seeing uh, this really wonderful man. Actually, he reminds me of uh, Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> he's, uh, his name's Dr. George, and uh, he's yeah, just a really kind, wonderful man, as 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 as, as you've been to me, Damo, and um, probably as I'm getting older, I'm probably uh, yeah, much more open to to other things in terms of wellness. So I I, I wanted to. Uh, get out of my comfort zone a little bit. and I, I, I took the plunge and went and saw Dr George and I've, I've absolutely um, loved seeing him. He's put me on, um, he's given me some really uh, helpful um, guidance around around certain things. I do acupuncture with him, which um, I've found to be really beneficial and in some ways really com- complementing the treatment that I have with yourself, Damo. Um, yeah. Totally. You know, yeah, I sort of feel really deeply relaxed. I do it once a week. I do it on a Friday at five o'clock after a really long week. Um, and I find it just so I usually see you on the Thursday, Damo. And then on the Friday, I'll see Dr. George. And it just gives me that little, um, little, little. Um, uh, yeah, just that little gap between my work week and my weekend, which I find really
1: beneficial. Um, oh, I love that. I love that. And there's you know, a lot of commentary around the third space um, at the moment, and uh, and making sure that you navigate and bring the third space into your life. And that could be something that Marcus and I might talk about as the third space, and do an interview on that because I think that's a really important um, piece that you bring into your, you know, your the 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 that break that gap between family and work there 's that space that time that you get to spend on your own um, yeah. is, is so important it 's a great it 's a great thing johnny i 'm um, reflecting on your mum and you growing up in templewood and uh, and and also your heritage being greek um, i don 't think that 's any surprise and then um, when I look at the list of employees in your organization, there is a contingency of uh, of Greek personnel there,
2: I'd have to say. Like one big eyebrow demo. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there's a big eyebrow there. There's no doubt about it, and I love it. And 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 you know I want to be Greek. And uh, oh, a lot I, know, of people... I
2: know you do, Damo. I do. I know
1: your, your love affair with the career. Oh my gosh, jeepers! It, but you know, Marcus and I share that same love affair. Um, but when I go to Greece, people think I'm Greek. When I go to the market at Danyong, the the, um, the stall owners come to me and they go, "You're Greek? You're my son?" And I and I say, <laughs> "No, no, sorry, I'm Czech Sorry, mate, I'm Australian." But <laughs> but being Greek at a family-based business. Business with a really strong um, Greek underpinning, you know, yeah. cultural piece. Um, and, and you know how much I love Ikaria. Um, I want to ask you a question. Are you having yeah. a Panagiri this year um, and is there a Zeparos wine label? What's going on?
2: Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, this is so good.
0: The answers better be yes and yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the perfect opportunity to throw one of our partners under the bus, but I'm not going to do it, Damo. <laughs> um, but look, we, we, we've, unfortunately, yeah, we, we're, we're, we are a t- we're a very tight-knit group. Uh, we, um, we spend a lot of time, obviously, with each other at work, and there is a really deep care and affection um, in terms of the people that we work with. Unfortunately, we've... Uh, you know, with the COVID sort of curveball, we um, haven't spent or connected with each other as much as we probably would have liked to over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, hopefully, this year is a bit of a time for redemption on that front. But, um, but yeah, there's no doubt, Domo, that there's a there's that there's a real central theme around um, community that flows through the firm and. Yeah, on, a, on, a, on, a, on the level of our DNA, I've got no doubt that that probably does have something to do with, uh, with the Greek origins of the firm, Domo, no doubt.
0: Well, we're expecting by the end of this series that Zaparis wine is definitely a thing. And um, there may be a, some piece of land that you might want to invest and put on the expense list out in the Yarra Valley somewhere. and. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: we can definitely help with that. Um, John, we've absolutely loved this conversation, and we've got plenty more coming on the laws of wellness. And uh, we have you to thank for this initiative. So, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And again, we really uh, look forward to sharing the laws of wellness with the Zaparis team over the coming weeks. Uh,
1: love
2: your guts, boys. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Johnny.
2: See